0: Hello, this is Danny Bly from the College of Integrated Chinese Medicine and this is our very first podcast for practitioners and students of traditional Chinese medicine. It's our faculty development day today and I'm asking members of staff, what is your favourite point on the Heart Channel and why? Here's Angie Hicks.
1: I think my favourite point is Heart Mm 7. It's on the wrist, very available. It's the source point. And it's just amazing for calming the Shen. Mm. And when people are anxious, when they've had a shock, when they are not coping very well, Heart 7 just does it. I love it.
0: Why do you think it's such a powerful point?
1: it deal with the heart Chi, it'll deal with the heart blood, it'll deal with the heart yin, it'll deal with it's all... It's the one-stop
0: shock for your heart. I like yeah. it. I mm. like it,
1: yes. More than any other point, when I treat people who need their heart and small intestines treating that do heart seven and it it is like before and after and suddenly Mm. I feel better yeah Uh, I used to have a patient who uh, would always if I did heart seven on her she would kind of just come to life Mm. and I've seen that in various different degrees and she'd say I'm different I'm back
0: and being the earth point, it's so great, and that it kind of it nourishes and grounds, doesn't absolutely, it? And that's so much absolutely. what we need for yes, our, yes. our spirit and our heart. Here's Greg Lampert, who seems to bring everything back round to talking about food, and Peter Mole talking about shock. For me, where I feel real connection, is utmost source or in your know, heart one. It's a really powerful point, isn't it? Powerful, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's like. I, I often think it's a bit like Heart Seven but mm. but it kind of it's meatier somehow, you know, it's so it kinda of goes really like in it there. Gets to the deeper yeah. depths than than Heart Seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do you think that's because it's because of where it is, or because it's an entry point, or because it's the first point, I would say all of those, and and some. I would say somehow that kind of place where it's positioned, it has a depth
2: to it, you know. I'm Not sure about favourite the point I use the most would be heart seven, I think. But if when I, when you asked me the question, the first thought that jumped to my mind, I think, was actually heart one. I said I claim it in a way as my favourite point, I have a real spot for heart one. But there's no two ways about it that I, the heart 7 would be the point i use most of all. Heart 7 tends to be the first point you go to with... Yes, I think treatments. it is. It's, you know, it's the source point. So coming out of the 5 element tradition, that's the point you'd, you'd use most commonly. But also I'm particularly interested in shock. I'm particularly interested in the medium-term effects of shock. I think if you see someone who's had a shock you know, in the first in the last few hours, then heart 7 was generally regarded as the first aid point. I think I've often been struck that people underrate the medium term effects of shock I saw a little run of a family recently where where one of the the members of the family had a very bad bike accident and I treated both him and his girlfriend and his sister essentially for shock some weeks after the event but Mm. their heart was still extremely unsteady still at that stage and they would not come the n- none of the three of them felt they'd come back to being their normal self mm. ever, ever since the trauma. People who have had a profound shock, trauma is a slightly grand word, but people who have had a shock are still not their normal self sometime after the event. And they're often asleep, still disturbed, they're often extremely tired, uh, sometimes more emotionally labile, and um, yet it may have gone down weeks, if not months, months before sometimes. So I've, I found Heart 7's been fantastic in that situation, but other points in the Heart Channel too.
0: And you, you would use that outside of the CF as well?
2: Yeah, very much so. No, I think people have had a, a profound shock. The heart itself will become unsteady. Mm. And my general view is, whatever the CF, almost whatever else is going on, one of my top priorities is always to get the heart back into, into solid ground again. Here's Mac Decottz, followed by Jonathan Pledger.
1: Well, I like Heart Five. Because it partly because it's the um, junction point, so you can balance harmonise the heart and the small intestine. But mainly because it tonifies heart chi. Mm-hmm. So you've got a real. I I will see heart seven as more a little bit more blood, and Shen. When you just want more oomph, somebody heart five is really good at
0: strengthening. So if somebody's shen is disturbed, you're more likely to go to heart seven. But if it's deficient and they're just a bit flat and yeah. lacking oomph in their life, you'll, you'll go to heart five. Yeah. yeah. Heart six. Why is heart six so good? Uh, good because it's uh, good for nourishing yin. It's good for pain. Uh, good for helping somebody with their angina. Good for calming a patient who's more hot and bothered and restless, mm-hmm. you yeah. might use heart yeah. six over yeah. heart yeah. seven. Might do. Finally, here's Sam May and Rebecca Avern, and I think it's fair to say that our favourite heart point is heart one. I, I do have a particular liking for heart one. But, uh, heart one, I find to be particularly powerful. Um, experienced it both as a as a patient and practitioner. In fact, so I kind of have a sense of it from my own experience mm. as well. It goes very deep and it's very um, close to the, to the heart, to the spirit mm. on a sort of energetic level as well as a physical level.
1: Heart 1. If Heart 7 has not done what I want it to do, uh, particularly when a patient's had a shock or when their heart's really on the wobble and they can't find a steady place in themselves then going to heart one feels to me like going to the the source of the chi of their heart and it really feels like kind of putting them back on the throne as it were and even though life may still be difficult and it feels like it gives them the kind of stability then to cope
0: with that brings them back to themselves in yeah
1: some way. absolutely mm.
0: yeah. it almost feels like it uh, it belongs with the, the kidney chest points it yeah, has that same that's a really kind good of deep way of um, looking at it sort of yeah hits the deep spots. hits somehow, the spot absolutely
1: mm. and I find it's the kind of point that people often say on the couch Ooh, I just feel different already mm.
0: a question that students often ask is how do you tell between the two sides of fire between heart and small intestine and pericardium and triple burner Um, I asked Peter Mole.
2: I think this is largely quite pragmatic. I think it's one thing to make an assessment that someone's a a fire CF. That doesn't necessarily key you in to which which is the crucial organ to be treating. Um, I saw a fire CF yesterday, a patient in class. What was striking about her was that she just wasn't very vulnerable. She wasn't very easily hurt at all. She was quite robust in that kind of way. In that situation, you suspect there's probably not a pericardium or heart being the main factors, and possibly small intestinal triple burner would be more likely to be the the key organs. But in practical terms, I think statistically speaking, most fire CFs benefit best from treating pericardial and triple burner, but that's by no means universal. So I think that what we're we're inclined to do is to start on pericardial and triple burner, unless I think in two particular situations where you might start on heart and small intestine. One of them being that in general, pericentral trauma pulses are inclined to be lower and generally uh, not as healthy as the heart and small intestine pulses. And I think you see that inverted, where the heart and small intestine pulse, for example, is very low, and the pericentral burner pulse feels quite good. I think the one's then suspicious that heart and small intestine is possibly the more dominant uh, area to be treated, and I would start there. And the other situation would be, for example, a patient I took on recently where it was extremely difficult to get a clear answer to any question out of her at all. And I'm sure she was a fire safe, she laughed inappropriately a great deal, but she just seemed to be completely incapable of what you might loosely call separating the pure from the impure. So based upon the nature of the small intestine official, I decided to to start treating her on enhanced small small intestine, and it worked very well for her. But generally speaking, pericard triple burner, unless you've got a reason to start somewhere else. But I think if your pericardial burn doesn't work for you after two or three treatments, then you would certainly consider jumping over to our side and seeing if that worked for you better.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our first ever podcast. If you have any questions for the faculty or any comments, you can contact us at podcasts at cicm.org.uk and you can find more about us at the College of Integrated Chinese Medicine at acupuncturecollege.org.uk.